Hey, yo, and here we go for another episode of We Talk Comics. I am the Crown Prince of Charisma Mo with Crown Prince of. No, wait, what are you? Uh, Chief Defender of the Faith, King of the Casters, Mr. Brad Podcast. The other guy, what are you? I don't have a name yet, man. You guys have to come up with me someday. Chris. Man, with him. You know what? When we have a back, uh, excellent guest. This guy's, this guy's awesome. Uh, uh, Spencer Scott Holmes. Now, now Spencer, usually I'll have you introduce yourself, but what we're going to do is we're going to mix it up. I used to do uh, like the shows, like if you go back in the archives, it would be like, I'll have people introduce themselves, like doing like an impression of like, like, uh, you know, John Wayne or something like that, mm-hmm. or, or, or answering some question. And uh, this is actually what I should have done for these other two too, is, is uh, uh, we're going to, you're going to introduce yourself by telling us what percentage of underwear that you regularly wear has holes in it. Oh, uh, <laughs> probably like, Thirty percent. I get my use. <laughs> Only thirty. Ninety percent, man. What a. <laughs> like I don't want to brag. <laughs> single. Yeah. Supposed to have a little measuring contest here now. I see. <laughs> <laughs> so Spencer, tell everybody else out there who you are. Got homes of Old Man Orange podcast, and I create the comic book sitcom series Pizza Boys. Pizza Boys with a Z. That's always in the key Canada, thing. I get that Z in pizza? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like boys, these... boys the men or boys in the hood, like that kind but of Z. You're, you're, we're in Canada, so it's Zed. Zed, there you go. Zed. <laughs> pizza Boys. Pizza Boys we with spell, a Z. We spell color C-O-L-O-U-R. You know, things like that. You know, mm-hmm. proper King's English that we speak here and shit. And uh, <laughs> Unlike that California English. Yeah, that's right. Spicoli style. <laughs> Spicoli style. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an excellent reference. Oh, my gosh. That was or great. I'll go C- California English, um, like son-in-law style. Oh. Good old Polly Shore. <laughs> well, I oh. love Polly Shore, so it's all good. Same here. All right, man. We're gonna do uh, we're gonna do this episode uh, follow up to the episode you were on before, which was properties that had never been made into comics that we made into comics. Crossover is eligible. It was eligible as long as there was no uh, even if it had had a uh, what do you call it uh, adaptation that didn't count. Had to be original stories that had never been created into comic books. Now we're going in the opposite way. We're gonna take comic books and we're gonna put them into other properties. What we would like to see in other properties. Uh, uh, for me, that'll be movies because I didn't know we were doing properties. So for <laughs> me, well, I guess TV show maybe, but yeah, that's uh, that's my thing. But hey, guys, what uh, what who who wants to start? I could go if nobody else cares to. Please go. Hey, do you have forty-seven? No, I only got five. You know, I, I wanted to keep it short. <laughs> go. But my first choice is um, sort of newer comic book, Southern Bastards which was one of those ones where I just loved the hell of it. And the sad thing, too, is I bought it, I remember, and then, like, sat there for, like, a year before I finally got around to reading it. And then once I finally did, I was like, oh, I should have picked this up, like, day one. I got this. This thing was so awesome. But I really think a director that would be awesome for it, and, well, I guess right. I always feel the comic book writer should be the writer. But um, other than that, though, is uh, Martin McDonough, the guy who did In Bruges, Seven Psychopaths, and um, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Mm. I think he'd be fantastic for it. I mean, I love Jason Aaron's work, and Southern Bastards is awesome. 
And I just think that Martin McDonough would be able to capture that like dark comedy and then like really serious drama all at the same time. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. So uh, good job not fucking it up on the first one. All right. You're welcome. <laughs> I was on a podcast once and they they wanted me to choose like the top movies in 1996 and I went first. So I just said Space Jam right off the bat because I didn't want anybody else to take it. <laughs> that one right there apparently made me lose the contest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the question is, why would anybody want the top uh, movies of 1996? Uh, that uh, was their show topic. That was the uh, one. Hey, no, there was some pretty good. <laughs> Dust Till Dawn came out that year, and I got that one there. Oh, oh, okay. Chris, can you top that? Uh, I can't top it. I can just throw something out, out there and hope the shit sticks to the wall. Uh, shit usually doesn't stick, by the way, if you wanted to know. I don't uh, want to see your <laughs> your room. I, you mean experimenting? Or <laughs> uh, Turok. I can't believe Turok's not been made into a movie yet. There's an animated movie. Yep. Yeah, it, I don't think that counts. I saw that movie. It doesn't count. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was Turok. I was, how was I not going to enjoy it? Uh, That's but all I'm, we got. I'm casting a... a Ibis Al- Alba. Um, Idris. I I I really Ibis. like uh, the <laughs> the newest incarnation of uh, Tur- Turok, uh, which is substantially different than the original. And um, I just love to see see that. Uh, uh, yeah. I love Idris Alba. Anyways, I'd watch anything. So <laughs> could, he, could could he be Turok? Uh, it, yeah, it, is the, the newest, newest one new- not a Native American guy anymore? No, no. He, he's a large black man who fights dinosaurs. Oh, that's cool. All right, then. What? What? Boy, boy Tur- Turok's really what? changed. Uh, I, I guess I've been missing out here. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look up the comic book, man. It's 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 good. What? Who? What? What? Uh, what? Well, Mo, Mo what? officially has been... <laughs> <laughs> You so, can't so they do that. You can't they're just minusing up the Native them... Americans now even more. They're like, nope, you can't even fight dinosaurs anymore. Yeah, like you, you can't make him. <sighs> what? Well, at least he fights dinosaurs still. As long as there's dinosaurs involved, I'm there because we just do not get enough dinosaur material. Well, I can't believe that that video game didn't get any modern sequels. I mean, I know they just released it on. Uh, I think it was the Switch. But I mean that Wait, those what? two, those original, yeah, they I believe they just re-released the original two games uh, that I believe were GameCube. Uh, you mean uh, the sixty-four that, ones? Yeah, the sixty-four. 64 yeah. yeah. Well, they those got these. Off. There's remasters. I have them on Steam yeah. of Turok One and Two, and on PC, and they, they are fantastic. It's like the exact same way you remember the 64 one, but like crystal clear and everything like that. If that came out on the Switch, I'm even more excited. Yeah, I think it, it was like last week that they, they dropped on the Switch. But Okay, this is Dynamite, right? Yeah. No. Oh, is it Dynamite? Oh, I guess Oh, I guess yeah. the other company folded or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's... I'm looking him up to see if he's actually... What, what what Chris says and <laughs> doesn't make sure Chris isn't lying to you. <laughs> Sometimes Chris is Chris, so yeah. you know. <laughs> so I think I'm hoping maybe there's still a possibility that he's not, you know. Uh, 
a different ethnicity. Yeah. I oh come on, man! You can type faster than that. Just look it up, he, Turok. I, I have. He's he's uh, an African American. Well, you haven't read it, so you, so don't go writing it off, Mister. Well, how many how many positive uh, you know Aboriginal characters are there in North American comics? Well, if they wanted a movie, and Adam Beach can only play so many characters. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Uh, this is. I won't deny that this is true. Wow. Well, okay. Well, I'm going to okay. say this. Sadly, I looked up that Turok for the Switch, and I think it was just somebody making a fan art box. I don't see anything for oh, the Switch shit. there. Oh, shit. Oh, but well, you can get it on Steam at least, so at least there is an option for those remasters. I'm just waiting for them to remaster 3 and Rage Wars. Okay, uh, the question is, um, first, is Chris, do you own a Switch? No. <laughs> then why are you upset? Because I, I would actually, I would consider getting a Switch for Turok. <laughs> Have you checked out, uh, you know, you say you've checked out some of our stuff since you've recently discovered us. Did you listen to the Jeff Gomez? Because he created the the uh, the Torok uh, uh, video game, and we're gonna have it back on, and the next episode is gonna be talking about that game. And heck, I'm thinking maybe you should join too. Oh, I, I didn't know um, you talked to him on there. I, I listened to the one where you talked to um, God, who was it that worked at Acclaim? Yeah, that, that was Jeff Gomez. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, oh, he, now he created Torok directly. I thought he said he just kind of worked no, 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 sort of with the, it. The video game. He he was the director of the video game. Oh, and, okay. There That's we go. Part of what we talk to when we talk about to him next time. He's uh, yeah, the video game. He's largely responsible for the creation of that, the the original game and the sequels. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I, I listened to that podcast for some reason. I like I knew that he was like part of that thing like there, but I didn't think I for some reason I must have just missed that he was like the main guy in charge there. Well, I wouldn't say he was the main guy in charge, but the video game section he was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's what I meant. Yeah, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't hear but, that part. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. No. And uh, and uh, uh, yeah. So we're gonna have to get him back on, but but also. Uh, you um, I just want to say you you you, you listened to Chuck Dixon, did you? You said he's one of your favorite. Chuck Dixon on there. It's like because Nightwing's like my all-time favorite thing from like DC and anything Chuck. If I see Chuck Dixon on a book, I mostly just bump. Excellent, excellent podcast. I like that one a lot. That's terrific. Okay, so I just wanted to plug ourselves while we're at it. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I've just been cherry picking. Episodes, Brett, how many you know, do you so. have? How many, how many do you have? Well, yeah, I know we have like you know a bunch of them. How many do you uh, have here to do, Brett? I just did another three. Oh shit! <laughs> I hate you guys. Okay, <laughs> we're never getting out of here. Um, <laughs> I can do them all in like two minutes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go ahead and do one. Okay. Well, um, I, one of the first comics that I thought of that that I would love to see as um as a movie is Alien Legion. Because I love those characters, I um, it, it Speaking would be of fun. Dixon. Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. He worked on that for a bit. Um, I don't necessarily know the cast because it changes. Uh, you know, like the characters. I I, I I can help you out with that, Mickey Rourke. Okay. Mickey Rourke. <laughs> uh, oh God, what uh, what's the rebel guy who keeps getting demoted? Um, in Alien. Oh, a striker. Um, oh. Um, yeah, it might be. I, it's been a little while, but uh, but at any rate, I'd love to see. And Chris, you'll be down with this. Alex Proyas as the director. Yeah, Ooh. I like that. That's a choice. Ooh, interesting. 
Very interesting. I think I think that could be really cool. I, if anything, though, I think that Alien Legion would be better suited as a TV series. Hmm. I just worry that they wouldn't be able to get the the budget and, on the characters, but but maybe. And the Alien Legion stuff was all episodic, so you could like. That's true. Like you could do like it would suit movies better, so you could do like one big movie and then like have an Alien Legion too. Because you'd have to reintroduce the cast so often because, well, not a lot of them make it out of the... <laughs> yeah, that's right. They all die. <laughs> all right. Um, since I don't have as many as you guys, Brett, why don't you do another one? <laughs> all right. Um, well, I Because I, I know that digging... we don't want to do a seven-hour show. Yes. I went digging a little deep. Um, I'm a huge fan of Barry Windsor Smith, and I actually went into the uh, to the Storytellers collection, and I thought Paradox Man would be very cool, and it would be great to have uh, perhaps perhaps you know Ryan Gosling as the character, but Joe Johnston would be a great director for that. That'd be cool. I think he'd do a good job. Again, I mean dinosaur, so he's he's familiar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, all right, that's good. That's good, Spencer. Hey, you know what? I just thought of one that I was going to do as a comic book that uh, I thought a movie that would be a comic book. Chris, you get this. I thought uh, a Bound, a sequel, you know, in comic book form would be great with, like, like. Uh, I was in at Bound or halfway through yeah. that word. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was Kowski's uh, first Bound, movie. you had my yep. money. I owe you yeah, yeah. now. Yeah, like, what do you think? Like, like if we did a sequel uh, in comic book form, like Brian Azzarello had written it and, and Greg Capullo had drawn it. Pretty cool. That'd be sweet. Yeah, yeah, okay, anyway. <laughs> but that's not this show's topic. So, no. Spencer, geez, what's wrong with you? Uh, give us another one. <laughs> okay, the one I got here is I think Razzle would be a, um, a sweet kind of turn into a movie kind of idea. And I think that if somebody was going to direct it and kind of do it right, I think Edgar Wright would be the choice. Razzle? I don't know it. What is Razzle? The only it's, Razzle I know is uh, Razzle Dingley. And Razzle's the... It's, it's the story is about um, 15 years ago by uh, Jeff Smith. Oh, Russell. Oh, that oh. Russell. It's spelled like A-R-S-L. Oh, okay. Got... okay, okay, yeah, 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 Jeff Smith. Oh, I love that. Yeah, with the time now, travel. Now we're with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of those, like, if, for all I know, maybe that's not even how it's been pr- pronounced, but that's how I pronounced it. Since I always it came thought out. it was Russell, but. Maybe that's it. Maybe it is like wrestling or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, when you spill something weird like that, I guess you get many interpretations. But that story right there, I just thought just kind of having like the Tesla elements in it and having the guy like going, you know, stealing paintings and going through different dimensions and time and so on. And it just had a very cool look to it and everything like that. Like, I haven't read it really since it came out. And I've been it's one of those ones where it's always like, man, I should go back and read that again. That is such a good book. And I'm actually not even too sure if I actually read the last section of it. I want to say that might not even been out by the time I finished one and two. But um, I always thought that was such a cool one. And I'm kind of surprised that nobody picked it up for a movie just because it felt like right at that time period, that was when they were starting to grab just a bunch of like random, like non-superhero comic books. And then that kind of went away. No, 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 totally. I mean, I got the hardcover of that. That's a great series. And and yeah, there's lots of intrigue and it's very cinematic. So, I mean, it would translate really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think Edgar Wright, you know, watch him do Scott Pilgrim, dialed that in as good as can be. I mean, like, I think he would take Razzle and just be like, it'd be perfect for his wheelhouse. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that a lot. Chris? Um, yeah, I don't have a, have this really cast. I just want to see uh, Hollywood buck it up. Um, Mondo. <laughs> oh, man. 
I, or anything you... by Ted McKeever. I just want to see an attempt to translate Ted McKeever to the screen. Oh, it would dude. be a mess. It would be an absolute mess. That would that would probably make me weep. <laughs> oh, just I... outright. Like I, I would. I probably. I wouldn't be able to go see it in the theater. Because I know that I would just, I would be just crying at the end. People would be like, "Was it that emotional?" Oh no, for you? You, you, know yeah, that, you, you know, they'd have up. to do something completely weird, like cast Jean Claude Van Damme <laughs> in... as the chicken. That works for me. <laughs> I, yeah, why not? <laughs> okay, I mean, the... it is so untranslatable. I would, I would like to see just how somebody would try to fix. Well, so, perhaps, weirdness perhaps with the Fifty narrative. Shades, with the Fifty Shades thing going on, maybe maybe they could do the Extremist. Well, there was there was a movie called, or sorry, there was a comic book called Dark Town that was much like that, like just insane. And they tried to turn it into a movie and keep the insanity. And the movie ended up being Monkey Bone with Brendan Fraser, one of the worst movies of all time. So, <laughs> like, just watch Monkey Bone, you'll get the same thing. Like, like if you haven't seen like the that Dark Town, like if you see it, you'll be like, oh yeah, there's no way you could consider doing that. Like it's insane. It's much like Mondo. It's got like a, a similar vibe and look. And then of course Monkey Bone. I mean, I made it like 20 minutes in, and I'm like, oh my, life is too short. <laughs> <laughs> Just starts flashing before your eyes the, the things you could be doing. Yeah, like anything else. <laughs> like like just sitting there in silence. Shuffling yeah. the walk, yeah, anything's better. <laughs> yeah, monkey uh, bone was awful, but yeah, no. So that, so in, in some ways, that one almost has been done in a weird way. But yeah, no, I mean, I would love to see it too. Like it would be just, you know, I uh, like to see. I love it when I see a Hollywood spin and create a curb amount of money and lose it. I don't know why. <laughs> it is fun. You're right. Ah, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, you know what? Why don't I do one? What, 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 what the hell? Yeah, why not? Uh, uh, I'm gonna do Bone. Uh, you know, you know, because because yeah, I mean, Bone. Like they've tried to do Bone as a uh, as a comic book uh, series before, or like as a movie. They they tried, and and unfortunately, they they think of it as a kids property, and and Jeff Smith thinks of it as a as a like Lord of the Rings style property where it's not just for kids. It's beyond that. It's got deeper themes and whatever, and that's why it never got made because they tried pretty hard. And he just, you know, he's like, if you're going to do it wrong, you're not going to do it. But man, I would love if it could do it right. Uh, you know, as a like a, a, a series, I don't know, it would probably take four or five movies to do. And it's just epic and do that Lord of the Rings type thing. You could get uh, Amanda Seyfried as a, as a rose, you know, and you get, uh, uh, I don't know, like uh, Bruce Buffer could be the voice of the dragon, you know. And uh, Chris could be one of the stupid, stupid rat creatures. And that way you don't have to spend any money on special effects or makeup. And... Uh, yeah, what do you think? I, w- I wish we had the cameras on right now. <laughs> <laughs> It'd still just be an audio podcast. <laughs> uh, well, I, I really think Bone would be like an awesome movie, but I think it's like the only thing about Bone, though, I feel like it's such a tough sell. Because, I mean, even the first time that I saw the comic book, you know, you look at the cover and you're like, what the hell is this? Like, before you know what it is, you just kind of look at it. It's just like, was this like some like Casper the Ghost looking character running around? Because it... 
it's like it, you have to almost read it to get it because once you do it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing, well put together story. But just on the front, it does look like you're jumping into like some like eight year old's comic book. And I think that's probably why they've had such a hard time trying to figure out how to make it, market it, and make it for the right audience and still be able yeah, to sell but, it. Oh man, if you could get like the right, you know, right people doing the voices, I mean, people would go and just, yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it is, it is tough to like you know kind of translate to people but yeah i mean yeah you get uh, joe pesci doing like a phone bone you know or phony bone or or, or mm-hmm. jim brewer doing a joe pesci impression doing phony bone either one you know well i don't know would will farrell maybe as a as a you know uh what's his name there the other bone the tall thin one what the hell is he called uh God, i can't remember i tell you but i, I know who you're talking about there but yeah, you know yeah. i think that's the thing that you you just have to get the right team that would be like people would just get under like whoever's putting together like if you just had a powerful director that everybody trusted and you just had some cool actors to kind of come in and just take the thing smiley bone smiley sorry yeah yeah, yeah. i think think that'd be awesome i'd love to see that all right uh what do we got here um uh, uh uh brett all right all right so my last one that i that i just uh threw down was i was thinking that ms tree would be cool with uh, Charlize Theron, directed by Curtis Hanson. That'd be sweet. Because Charlize Theron, you know, she, she'd look great with the bangs, still, and, and the dark hair. And then Curtis Hanson did a nice job with uh, L.A. Confidential, so it seems like he'd be able to handle the uh, hard-boiled element of it. No, I, I think that'd be totally awesome right there. I love mystery. I would not put uh, Charlize Theron in the role, but other than that, I, I like where you're going. Uh, you know, yeah. I think Charlize would be the perfect choice kind of for, well, not the perfect choice, but maybe like, because she is like that powerful actress that could sell a movie like that. And I think she would still work well in that kind of fitting. I, yeah, I mean, she's, actually, she'd be good for Scar- current. I, I think Scarlett Johansson would be better. No, no, nope. no. I, okay, I like her. <laughs> no, no. Of those two choices, even though I don't like either one, uh, definitely, definitely Charlize Theron. Because you have to have something, uh, no. No, badly miscast, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Well, uh, Spencer, what do you got? You know what's one that I'm only surprised that actually never was made, especially at a time period where they were kind of making this guy's movies kind of left and right, but is Frank Miller's Ronin. And now I know that... Oh, um, yeah. Um, what, oh, I kind of know why that one's never been made. <laughs> like, well, it's like, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, crap, the guy who did The Wrestler. Um uh, our front, our Darren, uh, Darren Aronofsky. Aronofsky, yeah. I know that he at one point was like trying to put that together, and then that never panned out. But um, it's just like, especially at that time period, once you had three hundred come out, and everybody's, you know, I mean, to this day and age, that that seems like that's the only Batman story people know how to pull stuff from is Dark Knight Returns, you know. So I was always kind of, and even you know, Frank Miller did the Spirit. I know that didn't really pan out as well, but still, that was like a time period where he was allowed to keep doing stuff. Maybe that's the reason. Well, yeah, that is the reason. <laughs> They're like, oh, maybe we shouldn't trust this Frank Miller guy anymore. He's just gone crazy. But I really think if you did the thing where you paired him up with um, Robert Rodriguez once again, because that's almost like the trusted advisory, and said, hey, let's do Frank Miller's Ronin. That was always it's like, here's a samurai book. Let's sell it. Let's bring it out. You can use kind of Frank Miller. It'd be a comic book tie-in thing. Boom, we got all these things together. I don't know. Maybe it's just one of those ones like The Spirit didn't do so well, and then even like Sin City 2 didn't pan out. It's not like there's anything wrong with Sin City 2. I think that movie just came out like way too late. It's like one of those ones like that should have been 
easily six to eight years earlier just to catch that same wave. But I, it, I think it would just be the, like the comic book threw people off because it blew their minds, and I think that uh, that the movie would probably <laughs> confuse people <laughs> if it was done to Frank Miller's uh, specifications. <laughs> yeah, there definitely is that, but. I just think it's one of those ones like that. I, I feel like that's still a comic that you could. And you, I think the thing to do is just make it as weird as possible. Like, don't don't try to, like, kind of make it mainstream. Try to make it just like this kind of, like, bizarre movie that you have to see. Yeah, I don't. I, I've read Ronin, and I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I love Ronin. Like, why is it, Brent, you said you kind of know why that hasn't been done? What, what do you think? What? Well, I, I, just think, I th- just think because it's so over-the-top crazy. Yeah, and I think given given that it would be such a hard property to actually but sell. Here's the thing: to a movie I, studio. I think that you could take the concepts from it. Like we've seen it many times, people take a movie and uh, that's a crazy, and, and they take it and they boil it down to the things that are doable and kind of cool. And I think that there's like a core of a story and and you know science fiction and and everything like that. That if you kind of took away some of the Millerisms. Uh, which work in the comic that I don't know would work in a movie. I think you could do a really cool, like, you know, a version of that. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I just think it's one of those ones that's like, I think you could still use Frank Miller's name, even though it's like he might have had a couple of those movies that didn't pan out nearly as well as they were hoping. I still think that's a, still a strong name no matter what. You know, it's just like, look at Batman, you know, the Master Race came out. That did pretty darn well. So, boom, let's slap, you know, Ronan out there as a movie. And I just think it's like one of those ones like, if you just tell the average person who has no idea what's going on, be like samurai picture, you know, like that. I mean, I know that those aren't always the biggest movies, but I still think there's a big enough audience to be like, yeah, I'll show up for that. They barely make those in the U S anyways. Yeah, that's true. Or in just North America in general. It's like, you know, cause think about it, when was the last time we had, God, I can't even think of when the last time there was a samurai movie. Oh, I guess, um, uh, Keanu Reeves is, um, Oh, the 47 Ronin yeah, or whatever that was called? Yeah, that was pretty much like the last time. And they'll, they'll probably use that their example why they're not going to make Ronin. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, just about to they'll say. They'll be like, oh, yeah, well, God. you know, you mentioned last time the Keanu Reeves movie. That's not helping your cause now. It's selling this yeah. picture. The, yeah, the Tom Cruise movie. And yeah, I mean, let's face it. The, but but I would think, again, worldwide, though. I mean, I think that it could have a... But you talk about because yeah, you talk about like other territories. Like that's I don't know. I think it, I think you could be successful. I, I like that idea. Chris, give give us yours. All right, Mo, get ready to make fun of me because I'm going to screw up the title of the property. Okay, strike strike force, March Uary. Moratory. Yes. That's great. I I hate saying the title. I never can get it quite right. I'll, I'll screw it up every time, but it's one of my favorite all-time comics, and I think it would look great on the screen. Plus, it's a great sci-fi comic that, you know, these kids get superpowers for one year to defend the Earth against space aliens, but at the end of the, the year, they're going to blow up and die. I I think it's a natural fit for an HB, uh, HBO series or a movie. I don't, I don't give a damn on that one. I just want to see it in another form. Because it's just sort of wasting away at the bottom of Marvel's properties that are never going to get used. I don't. I, I used to think there was Marvel properties that wouldn't get used. I'm starting to think that that is not the case anymore. They will all get <laughs> used eventually. Well, you know, Fruit Ninja does have a comic book right now, so you might be right. Never know. 
And who knows? Yeah, they'll have to keep pulling out the woodworks as time goes on. So, uh, except the Malibu characters, those are dead. <laughs> those are dead. Like those will unfortunately never come back. That sucks. Because <laughs> I love those, but you know, I mean, that's it, right? Like, like Marvel plays their their prop. You know, they pay uh, royalties to the to the people who create characters, like you know, Fabian Nicizia. You know, you know, he does all right off Deadpool, but it's not the same as the amount of money that the the creators of the uh, the uh, yeah the Malibu characters, the, you know, Prime and these guys, like they they would get such a huge percentage that that their characters will never get used again. It really sucks, unless they unless they all wrote off and said we we don't want that, you know, to see them alive again. You never know; that might happen, but it's always a tough call in those decisions. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, you know uh, why I hate Saturn. I love why I hate Saturn. I don't know if you know this book, Spencer. Do you, have you ever heard of it? No, I never have. Explain uh, it to me. It's the greatest thing ever done. Uh, <laughs> I'm already Chris, sold. No. <laughs> Chris, Chris, can I? Uh, anything I should add to? It's the greatest thing ever done. Uh, is that pretty um, accurate? No, no. I I love the comic book so much. I am going to say next to you. I don't want to see anyone adapt uh, adapted. I don't want to see anyone touch it. It is perfect as it is. It it's can't beautiful. get any better. They probably fuck it um, up. Uh, uh, yeah, I, there's, there's, but, they couldn't make a good version, one. so why do it? It's such an easy one to do as a movie, though. Like it's so it's so good. It's like the oh, greatest. Oh yeah, but they, I mean, they could cast. Well, I, I would say that, in the role, and, and that and ruins it right off the the bat because i mean the star is a pudgy not pudgy at all he's not pudgy at all compared to hollywood actresses yes she is no she's not no she's not no 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 no. she's frumpy at the beginning she's frumpy she's not at all pudgy because that scene when she does the makeover pretty early in the book look she's uh, okay i'll give you that but uh, she doesn't have hollywood good looks she does when she has no, that makeup. No, 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 no. Yes, she does. <laughs> no, the, 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 no, no, no. I mean, that's the basis of the character. No, no, that's the basis. Man, we of the already character. can't even agree on on this. Like, no, the movie's gonna fail. <laughs> that is the basic of the basis of the characters that she no, doesn't. No, and how good I mean, the, is. The, the the scene with the sister in the spacesuit and the bazooka awesome. at the end is awesome, but I don't think it would translate to the screen at all. I it would come I off see. some sort of Thelma and Louise parody, and it it's not that. Well, it was done first. Uh, you know, done before Thelma and Louise. No, I mean, uh, I, no, I would, but it would come off as a parody in the movies. Well, it depends on how it's done. No, I, I think you just do if you do it right. Anne Merkel, I would have Anna Kendrick play her, and her sister Laura, I would have Anne Hathaway, and uh, I would have Michael Che as um, uh, oh, what's that other character? I can't remember his name now. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like I think you could definitely do. Uh, you know, I, I think that um, uh, what's his name. Um, uh, it works with Edgar Wright, and uh, he also is in Star Trek. What's his name? Simon Pegg. Oh, uh, Simon Pegg. Pegg. Yeah, I think he could direct it. I think you could have a, a really terrific movie. I think it would absolutely translate. That's my pick. That's my pick, Chris. Well, I will defend your right to be wrong to the day I die. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I feel like somebody like even though I've never read the series, somebody like Simon Pegg though, I feel is always a good like trustworthy guy because he like will you know, understand a series. You know, he's not just a director for hire. In fact, you know, he's only directed a little bit of stuff. I mean, he got to write the last Star Trek. I thought that yep. was kind of cool. 
Yeah. No, I, I highly recommend it. I, I mean, I recommend anything Kyle Baker. But why I had Saturn is still probably like this, this uh, opus magnum. It would, is that the word? Yeah. Mag- magnum opus? Yeah, that too. Close. That too. Anyway, cool. I pulled I pulled it up, so I'll put it in the little wish list there, and then, you know. Oh yeah, you got it. You got it. It, it looks like a Seriously. cool one. It sounds neat. It's really cool. And then you know, yeah, then try a couple of his other stuff, because I think you'll be very impressed. Nice. If you just like women talking about drinking scotch, it's a good comic book. <laughs> well, there you go. That's the tagline. <laughs> it's a, it is something. If you don't like, then why are you doing it on the show? <laughs> yeah, then it's not there, you know. It's just not. It's not pan out. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it's. It should be. Uh, Brett, it's your turn. Why don't you go? I'm. I will. You. I finished, but it's okay because I was going to ask Chris if uh, if he thought that Mucktuck Wolf's Breath could be played by Adam Beach. <laughs> uh, screw you. <laughs> uh, uh, I. I right. uh, <laughs> yeah. No. No. We're on. We're. It's okay. The the creator already voted me out uh, down on that one. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. all right, Chris. Uh, that that's uh, yeah, uh, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, Spencer, um, another one. English I got... hard. <laughs> that's okay. Well, obviously, a little, little 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 stoned there, but um, Tokyo Ghost I think would be a sweet movie. And since it's kind of just a nice two books, you could either do it like as one ginormous epic, or you could split it up into like a two-parter. Not a three-parter. I don't think that's necessary. I think just a straight two-parter. But almost somebody who might be kind of a cool choice for directing. I'm not like 100% sure, because, you know, I've only... There's really only like two movies that I know of that he did, but it's Alex Garland, the guy who did Ex Machina and just recently did Annihilation. But just that story, I think. One, it relates to right now anyways of kind of people being like either too obsessed with technology and people almost wanting to go back and be in Primal again and having these conflicting views on it. And just it has a cool look in it. I feel like it's almost like in that Blade Runner kind of like style, just way more extreme. Hopefully it's like the thing they would do is not like pull it down and drag it back and make it a little bit more simplified and just go you know, balls to the wall crazy with it and just let it be kind of out there and weird and wild. And But it's just got cool visuals in it. I just think that a lot of these movies, like, you can sell them. Sometimes people will tell you you can't. But I still think you could because sometimes people don't know exactly what they want until they see it kind of thing, you know? Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But I just think that that thing had the look. It had the story. It has, like, a good message in the book and everything like that. I like the progression it goes and just the characters themselves were all really neat in this kind of like futuristic, you know, sci-fi, I guess even cyberpunk like world that also has like a backlash towards let's go back to nature kind of feel. All right. That's cool. No, I think, I think it'd be a good one. I, I yeah, Chris, it's your, it's your turn, man. All right. Um, I'm choosing a movie, a, a property that I can't believe that hasn't been made, and I don't particularly like it, and I don't particularly like the <laughs> the director. But I think if you smash them together, you might get something. Magnus Robot Fighter, <laughs> and direct, uh, directed by Paul Anderson, um, Resident Evil guy. It's a shallow property with a shallow uh, director. Um, I think. <laughs> I, I, I think but way to bury your pick. <laughs> you, 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 you cast Gerard Butler, and I mean, you got a solid little action film there. Oh, uh, you know what? Gerard but it's Butler Paul W. H. Anderson, which which means that like Mia Jovovich pretty much has to be Magnus Robot. Yeah, got to have his wife. Because they 
uh, much like Turok she, in the comics, she's female. Uh, Magnus is female now, so that works. Oh well, there you go then. Yes, that's right. So it's uh, it'll work. I like I like that Gerard Butler casting actually. As as yeah, I think that's pretty good. I just Unless want you wanted to go with the younger guy. Somebody kick uh, kick robots' asses on screen. You know what? It's true that I think that, that that property would really work as a movie. Like the idea of seeing somebody use a karate chop and chopping a robot in half. It's like just on screen, just with you know sparks flying would be so cool, and just yeah, that would that would really work. It's amazing yeah, there, how I don't think there's not a lot of story there, but the visuals would be great. And there's quite a there's more story than you're giving a credit for. It's quite a bit more than you're giving a credit for. But yeah, I think that would be really, um, I think that'd be really cool. Like I, I and you know what? It's funny how we're seeing these gold key properties, like you mentioned Turok and that, and kind of when I think of like the newer like Valiant properties, like. Like I, I have trouble seeing Exo Manor War Bloodshot as movies, you know. But uh, but I have yeah. But I could see these these gold key well, properties. Can, can you style. believe they, uh, who they cast for Bloodshot? I can't. No, who did I didn't hear? Um, Fast and the Furious bald dude. Um, oh, oh yeah, I did dude. hear that. Yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. When you say I, Fast and Furious bald dude, that's really like four or five characters <laughs> by now. <laughs> sure. It's like well, you got the Rock, you got Jason Statham, you got um. I'm just, I guess I'm just sad when anybody casts Vin Diesel in anything, really. But uh, <laughs> I love the Fast and the Furious movies, man. Shut up. I do too. They're they're one of my favorite ones. Actually, I like oh. Vin Diesel quite a bit. I'll see just about anything he's in. Oh uh, yeah, I, I just think he's the wrong cast for Bloodshot. But that's yeah, he's the wrong cast for Bloodshot, definitely. But you know, well, actually, yeah, yeah. I, considering how they with the direction they've gone with the character, I could see it, but I still would prefer not to. But but take the does uh, Chronicles of Riddick and that whole like franchise, does that have any comic books? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a series that would do well in comics if it doesn't I have think them. so, yeah. I, I, I would be with you, but they they screwed up that anime so bad. Well, yeah, but that, what does that matter? Like, What does that have to do with anything? It's canon. I don't know. Uh, There's a motion comic and uh, two novelizations. No, so it should have comic. Oh, books please tell me they're written by uh, Maxwell Collins, so I have to read them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're they're movie comics or they're they're movie adaptations, so the odds are like fifty fifty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that okay, would be a uh, sweet series, though. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. I think. I mean, I just wish they made more stuff. movies, but you know, they're not getting around to that. That was actually, that was actually the uh, the thing that. F- completely turned me off of Vin Diesel was trying to watch Pitch Black. The first one or the, like, the Chronicles of Riddick, I understand. The, the, the narrative got screwed up. I like Pitch Black. It was alright. I mean, it's not original, but it's alright. And the last one they did was, was just a Riddick. That was that was a return to form. It's just the one in the middle. That, yeah. Uh, I think Riddick's pure amazing. I like Pitch Black a lot, too. I think Chronicles of Riddick is the weakest of them all, but it still is cool, and I feel like that's sort of the one that adds to the world. And then well, I guess there's... the visuals are are crazy amazing in that film. Like, just, mm-hmm. you know, the narrative might be wrong, but the, the the visuals are just incredible to look at. And then they got the two video games that have actually Vin Diesel voice in them yeah. and everything like that. So that sort of like feels those are pretty cool. much canon and so on. So yeah, yeah, and those were actually really good games. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let, um, let me see. Brett, you say you don't have any more? Nope. Okay. And Chris, you have how many more? One. <laughs> Oh. And Dispenser, you have how many more? I only got one more. Okay, I got one more too. So one and I go first because it probably won't be as good as yours. Uh, 
Eh, maybe it'll, it'll be all right. I think this is actually something I, it would not work as a movie because it's too big. Uh, Matt Hawkins in um, in with Top Cow uh, created a think tank and then he created uh, Postal and then he went on to create the Tithe the Tith or how do you pronounce that, Brett? Tithe. That's it. So anyway, so anyways, he he went on to create this and then he like like created this series called Eden's Fall, which is like. Uh, series premiere, as it will say on, uh, you know, when they announced it, it's it's like a combination of these three properties and put them in into one thing, and it's like taking, you know, it's this crazy town, and then all this, it's just a, like all these cool characters he's created, and all these like like really intricate like politics and plots, and and I just think it would make an incredible TV series, and uh, so I I that's my pick, Eden's Fall uh, TV series. Based on the the series of the bunch of properties that uh, Matt Hawkins created at Top Cow, I'm all in. I love I yeah, love those. Fair. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it'd be an awesome one. Yeah, no, I, I mean, uh, like on Star or Paramount or AMC or something like that. I think yeah, you could have some really cool stuff. Oh, and I mean, I, you, think, I mean, by the way, I'll, think I'll tank spinoffs. That. Oh yeah, I mean, there you can spin off so much because that whole that whole world's so complete. Yeah, he's just an incredible job with that world. He's he's a hell of a writer. Doesn't get a lot of uh, press for it, but he's a hell of a writer. Spencer, your turn. Is Lady Killer the Dark Horse comic? Ooh. Oh, Lady Killer's awesome. Yeah, and I, I you know I, I tried thinking of a director for it, and I wasn't hundred percent sure. Yeah, that was kind of like my last choice. I just kind of wrote down on there. I'm like, that comic book was so cool, but it's like I feel like that one's one that that's something that could easily translate into a movie and work fine. It could be even a lower budget movie. You don't need any special effects or anything like that because it's just about this housewife who goes off and you know almost does secret assassinations. Boom, simple concept. You know, I, whoever you want to cast, who cares? Doesn't matter. It's like you could just have that cool look of like the '50s kind of housewife look, who's murdering people yeah. and have cool death scenes. You know, actually, I know exactly who I would do. Eli Roth. That's who I'd want to have in there. <laughs> oh my! Right he off of his new insane. death wish, I think he would be perfect for this because he would have the cool death scenes, of course, and then I think he could just dial in the right setting, and he would probably, you know, be able to enjoy the concept of the comic book medium and making that into a film and take it serious. You know, he, he likes anything and everything film, but I think that goes with just storytelling in general. I think his style would really fit that. And you know, I think here's where you could put Charlie's theory on. I think if you colored her hair black, I think yeah. she'd do a really good job there. You know, oh, yeah. Hansen, so. yeah, that, that, that would feel like that's what you do if you want to try to sell it to mom and pop in Oklahoma. But I think Charlize is the way to go. Plus after yeah, coming no. off atomic blonde, I think that's the way to go. I know that movie didn't do nearly as well, but I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be one of those films that develops a really strong cult following and gets more popular as the years go on. It's gonna be like a John Carpenter film. I think so. I think it's gonna be one of those movies that like kids will find it twenty years in the future and be like, dude, did you see this movie from like the two thousand tens? Now did, did you actually know that's based off a comic book because the titles are different? Yeah, it's um isn't it off an Ani Press comic? Or yeah. The coldest city, yeah, or I think. Yeah, that's the title. But I I I had no idea until after I saw it. Dude, I, I, I didn't just, either, and I, I almost wanted to get the comic, and then I just never got around to it for some reason. But um, I was, I actually own the comic, and I hadn't read it. It was in my to read pile. It's just like <laughs> you know what? I, I own I, it. I, I think you could do a cool Lady Killer video game too. Yeah, I, I think that would work well too. And I yeah. think the nice thing too is we're we're getting right at that point where I think 
movies are going to kind of shift around with their they're going to go like hey let's grab some of these like non-superhero comics once again because it seems like until atomic blonde came out it was like nobody was really doing a whole lot of like alternative comic stories anymore it's just all superhero stuff but i think now we're kind of coming back around and this you know oh okay finally they're gonna start buying them up a bunch again like the 2000s and lady killer's just like it's an easy sell like who doesn't want to see yeah. that you know, I yeah, think no. you're right, but it depends on how well the Miller World stuff does on Netflix. Oh, yeah. If that stuff gets adopted and it's good, we're going to see a ton of that. And if if it bombs and doesn't do well, I, I don't think you, uh, indie comics will get it touched. I don't know. I don't know if that I don't know if that has anything to do with. I mean, comic book properties as a general rule are just so damn hot, though, too, though. So uh, I don't know if that's going to be the the tipping point or not chris it'll be interesting to see be interesting to see if it is um and the other thing you know what oh man i just thought about it like i know we said we can't do any of the malibu properties but man firearm because firearm had that like video that they they produced that was like this vhs 45 minute movie that the that they did like as like a, a, a like a firearm number one it has like where was it zero brett i was zero. zero yeah and it was like this yeah like this this promotional thing and was it was it animated like, or live action no it was live action live action like, the, like a dollar 75 budget and it was still good because huh. james robinson did, <laughs> i think didn't james robinson direct it as well brett has right it oh he might have he might yeah, have yeah um, it was still cool despite that so like if a live action version of firearm would just kick ass Especially now was that james just a robinson pilot something to do with it no it was like it was just like a like you know, back in like like the early '90s, they were doing like uh, you know foil covers and you know bullet hole covers and all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just like a, a way to do something different. So yeah. they 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 did this like VHS. I, I think that might be on YouTube. It's definitely worth checking out. It's like 45 minutes long. And uh, Brett, do you have it there? Or did you have, find? Uh, 35. It's 35 minutes. Okay. Yes, it, and it is on YouTube. Yes. Okay. And and did Jay Robinson direct it as well as write it? Uh, hold on, not um. Uh... Either way, okay. The oddly, oddly enough, the the wiki page for it is uh, is terribly not very. No, good. I was thinking the only way you would find out would be like uh, you know IMDb or something. But either way, it's it's a really cool like despite like a super low budget, it was really really well done, like really fun. Especially if you ever read that comic book, and if you didn't, you should. It's a really fun comic. Well, see, that's always the cool thing about oh, YouTube it's... is that like is like the the best way for those kind of things that don't really have enough copyright protection to like yeah. keep them off there. It's just like, Hey, at least we can back those up on there and see them. Yeah, that's right. It's like a, it's a place for shit to live on, mm-hmm. you know? And I love that. So, uh, do you find it, Brett? Hold on. I'm almost there. All right. Chris, um, give us yeah. Yours. While he's, uh, while he's searching, I'll just say, uh, you know, Mo, the handler all on YouTube, all 11 episodes. Oh, I love um, the handler. That was a great yeah. series. Um, you know what? I don't even like mine anymore. Um, I, before this show, I wanted to see an Alpha Flight movie. And now I don't really want to. I'm two looking superhero? at the, Alpha Flight. Yeah, superhero said two superhero movie. Yeah, do superhero for, for what we brought up. Like, we haven't really brought up a lot I, of like, superhero Yeah, properties. it's it's too superhero. I was thinking Daniel Craig as uh, the Guardian, but he's not even Canadian so I don't know. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I think he's too um, old for the role. Oh yeah, but I, I was thinking he'd be like the older, and then he had this like the, it, so the relationship with uh, Heather Hudson was always sort of weird to me. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So I thought the age difference would sort of explain that a little bit more. I could see that. By the way, Darren Doan directed it. Darren Doan. The Darren Doan? <laughs> yes, the Darren Doan. But James Robinson did write it. So but I right. do like the like my casting of Sasquatch, uh, Jeff Goldblum. For that. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. <laughs> it's just bizarre, but it, it works somehow. Well, see, the Alpha Flight would have worked really well if they were still doing Wolverine movies because that's like a perfect like, oh, Wolverine and the Alpha Flight. It's like that's almost like kind of like the Batman style. Like, you know, if DC wants to sell something else, you slap Batman on the cover and then you can sell whatever you want. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I, I like that. Uh, you know what? Let's not do an Alpha Flight movie. Let's just do a Jeff Goldblum Sasquatch movie. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what we need. Like <laughs> just a solo picture. Yeah, that would be the way to go. That would be the way to go. Would, would Alpha Flight, would that go into the, that would probably go into the Sony X-Men universe, not into the, uh, like, they would probably have that property, wouldn't they? Not, not no, like it, it, it's Fox, so uh, Marvel oh, owns sorry, it Fox. Now. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. I, yeah, that's right. Huh. See, that's right. what I mean. That's where it, it would have been, like, you know, if Hugh Jackman was still doing Wolverine movies, that would have been the thing to do is combine Alpha Flight into one of them. Hell. Yeah, yeah. You could just really do it still and have like just have the Hugh Jackman cameo show up, <laughs> just enough to kind of tease people. Like, and who knows? They haven't officially announced that they're actually giving that they're separating the Fox stuff out and giving them to Marvel. It's just sort of theorized that's what's happening. How yeah, that's what I've read. You know, people keep saying like, "Oh, they own it all." It's like not by all the documents I read. And I don't think they. Why would they give it up when once Deadpool did so well and Logan did well? well? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like I don't know what they own or not. Or, well, the the Fox is now a division of Disney, so yeah, it's just yeah. Assumed. But did they did they get everything of Disney? Like I thought Disney only got, uh, you know, I, like they didn't get the news. Obviously, like I didn't think they got everything. They got everything: movies and TV. You got everything movies and TV. So we're, we're, we're talking Simpsons, Aliens, uh, X-Men, Fantastic Four. Oh, there's a lot of interesting stuff you could do with that then. Oh, yeah. No, hell. Yeah. I, I mean, the, just for the Aliens, uh, uh, Planet of the Apes, X-Men crossover I'm in. But be so <laughs> weird to see somebody else playing Logan now, playing Wolverine, wouldn't it? Well, one's like, this is the person I've been thinking of. That would be the perfect choice to have like a, a young, newer Logan is actually a Clint, Clint Eastwood's son, Scott Eastwood. Oh, yeah, I could see that. I could you see know, that. When, when I was just looking at him in his last couple of movies, I'm like, you know what? He has the look. I mean, he doesn't have the shortness. I think that's the one thing. It's like that would be kind of cool to find somebody who actually was short. But like if you just include that part, I think Scott Eastwood could pull off a new Wolverine. And I think the thing, too, is like. X-Men's one of those ones, like, don't get me wrong, like, I like all the X-Movies, and I actually kind of liked when Fox just owned X-Men, not saying that they did the greatest job all the time, but the thing was, is I think it's good to have sort of separation between some things, just because that's how you get different things. The second somebody gets a monopoly on one thing, you're kind of stuck with whatever you're going to get, you're going to get, and you don't get, like, somebody trying things like a Logan or a Deadpool, but... Yeah. X-Men no, is at the point where it's it's kind of ran. It's like one of the few times where I'm like, you know what? If they did a reboot, that'd be fine because it almost is that point where it's like, let's start over. Let's start kind of fresh and do kind of one of those reboots where it's like, yeah, you know, the X-Men. Here you go. Here's the main guys. Let's start off. Let's not really do a prequel. Let's not have them be just like kids or anything like that. Let's just start them off. They're 20 years. They're, you know, 20 to 30 years old. Boom. They're already doing adventure. 
And, you know, uh, Hugh Jackman isn't that short either. I never thought he was going to be, like, when he was first cast, I thought that was awful. I mean, I wanted it at the time, and even more so in the early 90s, somebody had suggested to me, Harvey Keitel as, as, uh, as Wolverine. I was like, yeah, that's the best ever. But man, he awesome. It would have been awesome, right? But yeah, he, but Hugh Jackman did a fantastic job, I think. So, uh huh. Yeah. No, I, I thought the Fox movies were just getting interesting. I mean, you look at that new Moons, Moons horror tra- trailer. Mm-hmm. That looks so bizarre that I was there like I'm into this. This is this is the weird crap where they're just like Deadpool. They they didn't know what they were doing the X Men movies, so they they actually allowed something interesting to happen. Well, that's why I like. I like the fact that Fox just at the very like very end has just kind of gone ballsy with their movies. Yeah. And that's the thing is because I always just feel like, you know, for everybody who always really wants Marvel Studios to own everything, it's like I just feel like Marvel Studios, it's like it's going to be tough to get like a Logan or a Deadpool because they're not going to want they're going to make more of the family friendly version stuff. And you're not going to get the hard edged, hard drama, you know, rated R movies that you kind of will get with a company that's got uh. nothing to lose. I don't know, maybe, maybe, but then again, with those characters, I I, I don't mind if they have their uh, a more of a family friendly feel. Like the certain characters, I don't know, I, I I don't mind my DC and Marvel characters in a family friendly setting. Personally, hmm. they can I, still it, be as long as it's good. I mean, it, it, yeah. if it's good, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, no, that's definitely true. I, I think for me, it's like sometimes my only kind of thing of sometimes the Marvel ones is they always have sort of like a safe feel in them. And it's just like, it's not that it's got like, I find family friendly, but sometimes it's almost like they don't know the difference between like a sitcom and an adventure action movie. You know, I mean, that's how I kind of look at Thor 3. Thor 3 was still enjoyable, but like, do you, do you have to have that many jokes? It's like, can you at least take the character slightly more serious? Well, that's true. That's true. That's not, uh, that's not what Thor should be, but yeah, you, you know, know, there's a, t- there's a yeah, time and place for certain characters, but yeah. yeah. And that's why I've always, I, I lean harder towards DC than anything else because it's like well at least dc at the end of the day always takes their characters serious enough you know what i mean whether or not people like it, it's like it i like that part of it interesting interesting well that's a whole other discussion we it don't is. have time for that's <laughs> a whole other discussion we don't have time for but we know what we do have time for for you to tell everybody why they need to buy the pizza boys season one graphic novel pizza boys season one graphic novel it's it's coming out just real soon. At the moment, you can get issues one through four on Amazon, Kindle, Comixology, Comic Central, all the places to get fun stuff. But Pizza Boys with a Z is the comic that's like hanging out with your buddies, all the good Zed. times. It's got the nostalgia of an N64, the good Zed. times of a podcast, the feeling of a workout, all wrapped together. Something you'd never expect to have P- together. Pizza Boys with a Z. Yeah, with a Z. Pizza Boys <laughs> with a Z. My bad. Wrong, wrong audience here. I <laughs> Sorry, no, I... I, I'm like I, coming over you with that. I'm like I can't let that go. He's like I can't stop that. <laughs> I'm you too know. Canadian. I can't let that go. The best uh, way I always say pizza boys. It's like hanging out with your friends and having all the good times. Everything you remember, just black and white. It's like listening to this show. Exactly. That's what it's like. You know, I try to I, I try to incorporate like, the feel of a podcast into a comic book and. Kind of that's what Pizza Boys is. But you can pick up the comics on there. I got the graphic novel coming out. Hopefully it'll be coming out digitally real soon. I have physical copies coming in. So very soon you can just check that out. On those places I said, you can find me at Spencer S. Holmes on Twitter. And then also OldManOrange.com for everything else. All right, awesome. And uh, I, I do have to ask, There's a, the because the, I'm looking at it right now. There's the, I don't know, the Pizza Boys number one. I guess it was it like a variant cover or something like that. It was a different style. 
Who did that? Um, is it the one that's like highly detailed? Yeah. Yeah, that, that one was done by our friends um, Paint It Black. Oh, yeah. And they have a, you know, we met them from, they do a podcast called Paint It Black um, Podcast. And then they also do comic books as well, too. And, you know, they do really cool art and everything like that. And that was Pete's artwork. And, boy, was that just like, when, when he when he sent that in, because, you know, I asked him, to like, hey, you mind doing a little variant cover? I wanted to get a variant cover for all four issues. And, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll totally do it. And then when he sent that in, I was like, oh, my gosh, this looks amazing. Like, you, you I didn't, I didn't even, you didn't even need to go that far. You know what I mean? Because that's why I tell people, like, you know, look at my artwork. It's not the greatest. So <laughs> don't, don't put too much effort into it. But he put, like, beyond the effort in and made a totally awesome cover. Yeah, I know. It's incredible. And you know what? I, we need a piece of his work in, uh, in KOTS. Uh, provided, you know, he'll give us the same deal he gave you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- those well, guys maybe, do some awesome. Maybe I can give him a little, maybe we can give him a little, but wow, it's because it's awesome. Holy crap. I know. I, I look at that and I go like, gosh, at some point, I'd like to just write the story and then have him, you know, be the artist on it. Yeah, well, I, I like what your art does, sort, though. It just well, that's, I, I felt oh. like I draw just good enough to kind of get by a story. You know what I mean? Like, and that's where I look at. Like, I'll look at other comic books and I'll pick up books. If I open up a comic book and go, "Man, the artwork's not that great." Must have a great story, I bet. Well, the the <laughs> uh, the book that I mean, I, I tell the guys that I thought that, like I said, it reminded me of was one that was a book called Doug by a guy named Doug Slack called Slacker, mm. and it was just great. And uh, we were all big fans of it. And that's why when I found it, I was like, "Yeah, this is this is right up my alley." I, I don't know if you ever read that, but uh, I don't no, even I... know if you could, if you could track him down. But if you can, you must. Because uh, I think it'd be right up your alley, man. Oh, I got, I'm going to write that down right now and check that bad boy out. Doug Slack Slacker. Let's see. Is his uh, name yeah. Doug Slack? Yeah, it is. Yes. Doug Slack Slacker. I like that. That's a, that's a good way to go. You, he already knew what his title was before he knew it. Yeah. Well, you can see it right there. I see it on uh, Slacker number one. It's four bucks on uh, on Amazon. So, uh, oh, man. Yeah, you would love it. I'm pretty sure. It's, uh, yeah, right up awesome. your alley. Well, and it's like the cool thing about comic books, really, or just art in general, is it's it's one of those ones where, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, nothing's got to be perfect. That's what I like about art. You know what I mean? Like, you look at, like, Jim Lee is almost like this pinnacle of, like, oh, where you can be almost, like, so much so that, like, you look at Jim Lee's art, and almost you can be like, it's so good that it almost, like, turns you off from being an artist. Like, I will never be this good. But then you realize, too, it's like you can look at other artwork that's, like, way simple. Like, something maybe even from, like, an Ani press. I know I'm just, like, throwing that out there. But, you know, like, that kind of look. And you're like, well, that's cool in its own way, too. And I almost like it just as much as, like, Jim Lee artwork. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, yeah. It's not – like, does it does it serve the story? Does it serve the characters? Does mm-hmm. it – you know, that's that's what good comic book art is. It's not, uh, you know, not to say that this is this, you know, paint it black cover isn't incredible, but – but yeah, I mean, that's why I don't think, I think you uh, should give yourself more credit with your art. Yeah, well, it's it's that weird thing, too, where it's like, I've never felt, I've never felt like an artist first and foremost. I've always felt like a writer, and like, you know, I initially did movies before I did anything else, and then it kind of progressed into animation, because it's like, hey, I can do this without other people, or just me and my buddy, Ryan Dunnigan, can do it. And then as that progressed on, it's just like, hey, you know what, I've done enough animation, I kind of learned how to draw through animation, do it, I think I can draw just... Just good enough that it'll work and be fine. And then I, I've actually been, I, you know, and technically it's just my art's progressed. Like if you look through issue one to issue four, it's like the characters are all like, you know, they still stay in the same style. But I can see like a big progression there. And everybody else kind of says, oh, look, at your artwork's getting more and more dialed in each issue. So it's like, oh, cool. Well, it's paying off, I guess. 
And uh, I just want to get this in here. Um, uh, breaking news, everybody. Breaking news. Uh, Vladimir Putin has won his elect- re-election in a landslide victory. So Ooh, I think we landslide. can all breathe, breathe a sigh of relief. Uh, we were worried that he might not win. But uh, uh, Vladimir Putin re-elected. Well, Wait, that's good. He, he's having a, he's having the a happy podcast. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. What can that, you say? It, it means eight more years of peace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right, man. Uh, I think that's it for us. Uh, uh, Chris, Brett, anything else to say? Um, Go Putin. (laughs) Get a pro-Putin rally going. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if Putin's got any comic books based on him. Well, Mike Pence does, and it's pretty cool. (laughs) You know, if I was going to read something like that, I'd go back to, like, Reagan's Raiders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Mike Pence is actually uh, a cartoonist at in, in, in his university. He worked on the, the university paper as a cartoonist. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Huh. You can find some of them online. They are not funny at all. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, All right. Well, uh, let's say uh, let's go with uh, good night. Okay, guys, take care. Thank you very much for having me on the show again. And yeah, thank you very much for coming on the show again. Anytime. <laughs>